0: news now
1: it's time for nerd news now
0: two one (laughs) we haven't done that gag in a while
1: we haven't we need a brainy around for that one it's true Uh
0: Mm. so how was your weekend
1: it was delightful and I got to relax
0: I did as well, kinda.
1: Well, you have some things you can't relax through.
0: It's true. I did work a great many hours. But also, my nephew was here.
1: Aww. Uh, your nephew which is
0: fun. He's great, but also my life becomes uh, controlled by a 15-month-old tyrant. It's his schedule. Mm-hmm. and it's what he wants to watch on television, and it's the games he wants to play, mm-hmm. and we have to keep all the doors closed, and, you know, we can't listen to music, and because he doesn't like music. He you like music at all? No, it's like he doesn't like my music. Oh, okay, well. He totally is good. Like, if you sing the Winnie the Pooh theme, he's happy. But if you put on, like, oh, what was I trying to listen to? Uh, uh, Counting Crows? He no. reacts to Adam Duritz like the rest of the world reacts to Adam Duritz. Oh. No, so it's one of those things, it's like, I can, it was relaxing and it's great, but it's like, bro, like, we need a second, pre- we need a second aspect of this personality right now. Mm-hmm. He's 50, he's like 17 months old. So it's all a joke. Like I love hanging out with him. Like we had a lot of fun. Um we bought him a slide.
1: Like to slide into a pool or a slide from No,
0: like one of those little tight slides, you know, it's like two steps and then Oh yeah. You know, it's like I a two, boys that. two and a half foot tall. Yeah. He hates it. Like he doesn't like going down the slide, but oh. he's figured out that if he puts his cars at the top of the slide, they go really fast and really far. So that's what we use the slide for.
1: Wait until it gets warm outside, because you guys have a different season than we do.
0: It was warm all weekend in
1: a pool, and he'll be all about it.
0: It was warm all weekend, and then it snowed today. Of course. Um, no, like he's just not about like I think he's not about being out of control as he slides down the slide, but he's all about putting his cars down it. So that was my weekend. Um.
1: Just get in my chair. I'm not disappearing. No, no
0: that and and my friends who I've been helping with their tickety talk, yes. uh, got engaged on Good Friday live on TikTok.
1: <gasps> oh! That's
0: awesome. Yeah, and then they promptly got banned because TikTok thought it was staged to gain more followers. And I kind of went, "Isn't that the point of TikTok?" Why
1: do they
0: care? <laughs> well, and that was kind of that was my argument was like, "Isn't that kind of the point of TikTok?" So, no, it was a good weekend, but it's just hysterical to see somebody on cloud nine after they get engaged, and then two hours later, just, like, absolutely distraught because TikTok thinks their engagement is fake.
1: So poopy.
0: Yeah, They were only banned for, like, 13 hours.
1: Oh, until all of their friends were like, no!
0: Right. Until we all yelled at TikTok.
1: Look, I found something really awesome in our new glass cases.
0: Clinique. (laughs) That's like expensive.
1: So I got me a free one.
0: Right. Clinique's not cheap.
1: Uh -uh. I mean, I don't know
0: how much it costs, but like I know it's not cheap.
1: Oh, it's like for light brows. What am I going to do with that?
0: I have no idea. I don't know what the difference is.
1: I have really dark brows. What am I going to do?
0: I, I, I'll give again. it to someone with
1: eyebrows. I'll find a friend. With so eyebrows.
0: when I did when I was when I do plays, right? There's a there's a color of man makeup that I use that people always go, Kyle, why would you wear that? Mm-hmm. It's like six shades darker than my actual skin. But there's what it there. does is it lines up really nicely with my beard. So my I can play a character that doesn't have a beard and not shave my beard. Ah. That's the extent of what I know about makeup. I know that if I go to Walmart, I need to buy the number 7. That's what I know.
1: I think mine's called see-through.
0: Yeah, uh it's uh, somebody told me what it was called one time it's like deep olive or something and I'm like there you go. It's number 7 in the little thing.
1: I do think it's funny how um companies spend a lot of time probably thinking about what to name a thing. Like, I'm sure they like, here's a bunch of options. Then they probably play, you know, test it with a bunch of people. This one's called, I don't think this has a name on it, but at some point they, oh, this one's called soft blonde. So that tested well with somebody, somebody opposed to light brown.
0: They bought a whole bunch of people a ham sandwich and gave them $20 to be in a focus test. Yep. And it's like, nah.
1: It did that once for, it was a new Snickers bar version that they were testing that was more peanut buttery. I was like, nope.
0: (laughs) I used to, when I was, when I worked in radio, uh, we would do it all the time. Like we would get that kind of stuff and they'd, they'd like have us talk about it on the air. So when they announced when they launched the White Mountain Dew, I forget the name of it now.
1: Oh, that one's awesome!
0: Right, we were one of the test market people, and I got this really for doing it. I got this really sick backpack from the brand Skull Candy. Right, they make they make uh, I don't want to call them cheap. Um, they make affordable headphones. Um, and they're, they're, they're good for what they are. Um, but this amazing backpack that you can plug your iPod into and plug your headphones into the shoulder strap and you can control your iPod from the shoulder strap. Ooh. Like, re- I still have the book bag and still use it on occasion at conventions. I just don't have an iPod anymore, but like, you know, uh, it was really cool. I remember doing that. That was one of the fun ones. And every year, uh, one of the local gas stations would pay us to come and hang out and do parking lot focus group testing on new slushy flavors. Oh,
1: that would be the most fun ever. You can get anyone to do that.
0: Right. Hey, man, you want to try this slushy? But when you look like me, there's a certain demographic you can't ask, <laughs> which is women. Yeah, any women. <laughs> because they think you're trying to do, so- and I'm like, no, I'm with the radio station. Like the Speedway is paying us to be here to ask you to try these slushy flavors. Do you want to sure try these slushy do. flavors? And they're like, no. No.
1: We were just talking about this. There was somebody on the internet that was talking about um that they were at the airport on Easter. Richard Davis. One- yeah, someone had done yep. something really sweet and like made. What were they handing out? It was some kind donuts. Of donuts. You have to hand out donuts. Donuts. And then like all the dudes were like, yeah, thank you. And all the women were like, "Nah."
0: it's they, true.
1: There it was like the discussion about like the, especially given there's lots of States now where like, it's always a woman's fault, no matter what, in a sexual situation. So us girls gotta be a little careful now.
0: Yeah, no, it's true. But like my thing was always like, if you look like this, you know,
1: I just you can't offer just,
0: anyone, anything, anywhere. So All right,
1: you kind of look like a teddy bear.
0: It's true. Uh, but this was, I was younger. It was a thing.
1: Sorry, I'm doing weird stuff over here. I'm picking a sticker off my counter.
0: Which right. What you have to do is you have to get Goo Gone and just let it sit and then hit it with a razor blade.
1: Yeah, except for this one's one of those. Like, find us on Google stickers, which are horrible. Oh, yeah,
0: those those will never come up. Those are awful.
1: I mean, not that the having it is bad because it's really cool, but the peeling it off of things that you did not intend to have them on there, they really want this to stay there forever. Which is fine, unless you change businesses in a section. <laughs> it's, it's the true. wrong business.
0: Uh, so, uh, we had some big news for us this week. Yes, we did. Some nerdy news.
1: Mm hmm.
0: Uh, the experience has reached yet another benchmark Benchmarks. milestone, which, as it turns out, is making my life a little harder in the short term. Oh, uh, Well, no, just because the filling out and setting up of all of the paperwork and things to start mm-hmm. to, to take advantage of that benchmark, not a short process.
1: This they're really making sure that you're you sure you want to do this step.
0: Well, what they're really trying to do is make sure I'm a person, not a bot, right? And so, like the amount of captures I've had to fill out in the last two days,
1: Uh, and they're
0: always like, "Here's a photo of a motorcycle. Yes, pick all of the ones with stairs." (laughs) Um what yeah uh, so you know that that one was that's super fun um I had one pick all of the one with boats and there were literally no boats so I hit refresh and it kicked me out going bot detected so I had to go back through the process again
1: ugh you know all the ones I ever see are ones like pick ones with stop signs or crosswalks
0: right I think the more f- the further you get into the Google back end, the more they want to prove you are who you say you are. So and it gets awkward because I'm saying I'm you some of the time. And it's like, um Kay.
1: We both have red hair, so
0: it's true. But like it's one of those things is like, I do not know the answer to that question. Pick another question. So but no, that was that was great. That was big news for us this weekend. That was made me happy.
1: Yeah, I've done. I, I figured once we got within kind of like a reach, a simple reach of it, we could make a big push and get there. Right. But I was very thankful for everyone that got us within reach so we could sure. make that push. That's an annoying sticker.
0: So uh, just this just in and Brainy's not here to talk about it. Uh, they have given uh, Doctor Who star Jodie Whittaker's replacement may be revealed sooner than expected. Oh. Whitaker's time as the Doctor is coming to an end on the BBC. The 14th Doctor will be revealed in the coming weeks, though a specific date was not provided. Oh. It is also revealed that two former Doctor Who companions, Tegan and Ace, will return for the final episodes of the 13th Doctor. Okay. Um. It's uh, Janet Fielding, who was uh, the companion Tegan from 1981 to 84 for the fourth and fifth doctor played by Tom Baker and Peter Davidson. Uh, we'll be back as well as Sophie Aldred, who played Ace from 87 to 89 with Sylvester McCoy. Uh, will be back. So we're getting some classic Doctor Who? Well, there's uh, gonna
1: be a storyline that that's a reason why those are coming back, right?
0: Well, I mean, time and relative dimension in space, like um, you, she could just be picking them up later. Like, I don't know. I, I'm not. That's why Brainy needs to be here for the Doctor Who talk, because he's caught up and I am not. Um, I'm getting there, but I have like two seasons to watch. Oh, wow. Right. So. Um, that was, that was a thing uh the batmans is on hbo max and it crashed their servers
1: i believe it because everybody i know was talking about they were watching it but especially people that hadn't seen it yet mm-hmm. and they were like or people are watching it again they were saying that the picture quality at their house was somehow better than at the movie theater so maybe their movie theater just had it too dark or something
0: well and at, at the house you could turn up the brightness on your television so, you know, I think I think being able to rewatch it in the comfort of your own pajamas is certainly going to be a benefit to that film. Oh, yeah. You're right. Um, see, what other news has happened? Because I'm going to dance around the big news.
1: <laughs> I should have looked before. So I haven't got to look at my emails at all today, and that's usually where they come in.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've been... I'm so like. Remember, I won't be here next week. The internet, so uh, you gotta hope Brainy's over whatever he's doing, or it's just Miss Jen next week. Um, I've been wor- I've been working on other things, so like, I have not really been truly paying attention either. Um. Oh, here's a good one: exploding kittens. I just saw that. Is becoming a Netflix show and a game. Have you taken uh, have you taken advantage of any of the wonderful mobile games that Netflix has put out now? No, they're great games. That if you bought them from the app store, they'd be loaded down with so many microtransactions and stuff and make you crazy. But because they come with your Netflix subscription, no microtransactions. Oh. So, like... You
1: just enjoy them.
0: Yes. Uh, I have one that's Domino's that I love. Um, There are some other really good ones. Uh, But I'm excited to get Exploding Kittens as a Netflix game. Mm -hmm. Mobile game. I am not all about the idea of it being a series. Only because, like what's going to happen? Like what story is there to tell there? Or is it going to be like an all ages kind of family fun series, like a Shrek? I don't know.
1: They're gonna have to, I mean, like to me, I understand how the game plays. I don't see a lot of storytelling there. Right. It's not like Simon's cat. I could see Simon's cat being a thing, which is another game. But, um, I uh, I can remember this game coming out on Kickstarter. I can remember the very first boxes coming in.
0: Oh, yeah. brilliant. I, I mean, I've been at gaming conventions, and we've partied with these guys. And when I say partied, I don't know if you've ever been to a gaming convention where you party, but it's literally sitting around a hotel bar playing games and not drinking because you don't want to get anything on your game.
1: <laughs> I can
0: see um, that. Yeah, it's a real different kind of partying. Um, But we've hung out with the guys from Exploding Kittens and the guys from Cyanide and Happiness who have uh, Joking Hazard and... The Trolley Problem Game? Runaway Trolley, I think it's called. Um, And... I'll be honest, I like the Exploding Kittens guys the best. Their game, Throw Throw Burrito, is super fun because you could throw burritos at people. Which is a lot more violent than these things normally get. So. I I miss Gen Con.
1: Yeah. uh, Gosh, yes. Hopefully. Soon.
0: Yeah. 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 I haven't, I haven't run a D&D campaign in a year and a half Because we haven't had gaming conventions And the group that I play with Stopped being together when COVID got real bad So it's like, well, I'm just, you know I miss it Yeah um, And another Netflix first Uh, Netflix's Hard Sell, which is a mockumentary-style series, has gotten the worst critic score rating possible on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: Dude, that's harsh. Uh,
0: the show which was created and stars Catherine Tate, Doctor Who, uh, Doctor Who alumni, uh, stands at a critical score of 0%. With multiple reviews pointing to hard cells, characters, humor, and mockumentary format as its weakest aspects. It's performing better with audiences, though, where it has earned a 79%. Okay. I just I love think- that it's like 0%. 0 out of 10 would not Netflix again.
1: So they do, is this all based on like the thumbs up or thumbs down part of Netflix?
0: No, like this is Rotten Tomatoes score. So this oh, is right. people watching it and they're viewing it on RT and being like, no, we good. Um, I saw um, that there's going to be a,
1: Stranger Things morning cartoon animated short which makes sense.
0: Okay. Um I cannot remember anything that has happened in the Stranger Things I have watched.
1: How far have you watched in the I
0: universe? do not remember.
1: Cuz I literally been- went I went into like Episode two or something. I knew I liked it, but I I couldn't also tell you what's going
0: on. Well, I think that's the problem, right? It's been so long Mm -hmm. since the last season that I've completely lost the thread.
1: You're going to have to rewatch it. Binge time.
0: But I'm not going to. Like, I'm just going to jump in and be like, okay. But this brings up something that I want to talk about. Those kids are like 30 now. Like when they started, they were like 12. Yeah. They're old now. Mm -hmm. Are they still playing children? Or are they going to have aged appropriately? I mean,
1: I I thought that that's what they were doing as they moved up the generations, that they were letting them age too.
0: Because. Justin, edit that part out. Uh, no, but, like, that was one of the things with Harry Potter, right? Like, I can remember people complaining about how the kids in Harry Potter are in their mid-twenties playing 15. hmm That's, you know, and on a show like this where you're literally watching these kids grow up in front of you, it's not a great, great thing to have this big of a lag. So... Are, what what are your expectations In that regard
1: I mean there are some People that Age better than Others like they Can play younger or longer and there's some People that like 15 Year olds that look like they're 20 so Gotta play to your strengths I guess
0: Right I mean I was one of those 15 year olds who look like they're in their mid 50s So Um no, I get that. Like I said, it's one of those... I just wonder what people's expectations are, right? Because, like... And those kids are different than they were when they started. Like, Millie Bobby Brown is a huge star. Uh-huh. That means she's going to make acting choices that are different because she's a different person. So how much can a character change over the course of... There's been, like, a three-and-a-half-year hiatus. Right. Right? Or you know, how much is acceptable and then what will people, how will people react? So I always wondered what, you know, I kind of wondered what people's thoughts were on that. Um, in terms of a show I'm excited about the official Twitter for Netflix's adaptation of Sandman has posted a tantalizing in-character remark, which may ha- uh, may hint at a future announcement for the first time since October, 2021, the official Twitter for Netflix's TV adaptation, The Sandman, has updated. Which, by the way, props on Sandman Twitter for, like, doing what I do on Twitter and just never posting. And then posting once in a while and people will be like, hey, you're on Twitter! And I'll be like, ah, uh, not really. I just couldn't find a better format for the joke I wanted to make. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's like Rich Woodall today. I went to go and do some research. I looked at his, his uh, Twitter account. He
0: hasn't posted since 2020. Right. Like, I can't tell you the last time I tweeted. I, I think Twitter is a terrible, terrible hellscape uh, that people should stay away from as much as possible. However, everybody should go follow the Sandman Twitter account because it posted the new tweet. Hello, humans. Has your sleep been troubled in my absence? Oh, Perfect. And I'm just like, I can hear it in James McAvoy's voice from the audiobooks. Mm-hmm. And it' like, so good. Um, even though he's played by someone called Tom Sturridge, uh, Dream or Morpheus in the show mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, it's a tweet from that voice, which I like. Full trailer has not yet dropped and no release date has been announced at this time. Although it's expected to premiere sometime this year, fans have bombarded Neil Gaiman's social media with questions about the show's trailer with no response. Okay, can I tell you a thing?
1: Okay, tell a thing.
0: I'm friends with Neil Gaiman on Facebook.
1: Oh, that's awesome, dude.
0: Like, and it's not like his Neil, like his his Neil Gaiman the purse the creator mm-hmm. account. It's like his actual kind of on the DL account. Mm-hmm. And it's because I'm friends with his ex-wife. Oh, okay. And so it was one of those things is like I one degree of separation, like we've met a couple of times that way. And uh he posted the other day, he goes, There's nothing quite as rewarding as what did he say? There's nothing quite as rewarding as having fans bombast your social media accounts because they're so passionate about a character you created and you just sitting silently watching them stew. Like Yeah, yeah. I he loves the fact that people are amped up for this show, and he loves the fact that he can just troll us relentlessly. And it's like you dare not. I dare not ask him on that account because I don't want to be unfriended by Neil Gaiman. You don't
1: don't have to be like, who's this guy?
0: Right. Oh, that's just some fan who somehow got in here. And I'd be like, no, like I worked with Amanda. Like we've met. Like it's a thing. Like not worth it so i suppose it's time to talk about the big trailer oh man we've danced around it for a half hour
1: okay fine
0: so the trailer for guardians of the galaxy 3 dropped today disguised as thor love and thunder tell me where i made a mistake
1: tell me where you've made a mistake
0: Right in that statement, um, there I, I don't think I have. That was a Guardians three trailer.
1: It pretty much was,
0: but I'm I'm here for it.
1: But we got we did get to see, uh, she who was once c- called Valkyrie.
0: Was that got- Valkyrie? Or was that Jane Foster?
1: No, I'm, no, she, you see her in one of the scenes. She's sitting on it.
0: Oh, I missed that.
1: Throne or something. She's in the way background.
0: I might've been singing along.
1: You might've been.
0: Uh, You know. Um
1: So the thing I don't understand is that people are showing, are saying that like they've seen who the alternate Odin is or something. And they've shown a picture of his actors. I'm like, I did not see that in that trailer in any way. So I have to go back and watch it, I guess.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I no, I didn't see that, um, and I've not seen those posts, so I've made it pretty clear on this show and every other show and everywhere else, I don't watch trailers. I don't like watching trailers, I don't get anything from trailers other than preconceptions about what the films will be, and then disappointed by the films.
1: So I will watch this trailer, which is the advanced trailer, or the first one. It's just all teasy. Yes, but I won't watch any more because I always find that they t- they they give away so much that it just robs the movie of so many right. of its big moments.
0: So that's kind of the place I'm taking, right? Like, okay, I've seen this. I want to know nothing else. I don't care if it's the biggest announcement Marvel slash Disney has ever made about anything. If Mickey Mouse stars in this movie, I do not care. Like, I've seen what I'm going to see, and I'm done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my takeaway was that Slash is going to get filthy rich. Because that thing is going to be number one on the charts again.
1: As everyone's probably already downloading it now. Because they're like, oh right. yeah, I do like that jam.
0: Right. And because Slash was smart, he got the rights away from Aquila.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which every time side note I interviewed LA guns one time the band that the Axl Rose part of guns and roses came from and I go so what's it like uh, being the guys who are responsible for well Rose and the fact that he can never put a record out in a timely manner and they goes they go is that a Beverly Hills cop reference and I go Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and the rest of the interview was like gold. <laughs> it was the perfect interview because I made a joke about, you know, Axel Foley in that scene where he's in the art gallery <laughs> with uh, the guy who was Balfi in Perfect Strangers. Mm-hmm. Can't think of his name. Bronson Pinchot.
1: Yeah. Man, I miss that guy.
0: That And like it was one of the highlights of my radio career. It's that's one of the few things I miss. Like I miss having that audio check. Anyway. Do you uh, think that
1: Bronson Pinchot is
0: Danny Pootie's
1: dad? Danny Pootie? Danny Pootie, sorry. No. But they look a lot alike.
0: Well, and I know that Danny Pootie's dad is like Indian and his mom is Polish, or vice versa. Mm -hmm. And Bronson Pinchot is American.
1: American.
0: He's not he was born in New York. Not even actually French.
1: He has a, a very French name.
0: Right. Um he is currently not doing anything. Uh seems like. He last starred in a reality series called The Bronson Pinchot Project. Oh, he's on Chilling Adventures of Sabrina.
1: Oh, okay. Excellent.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but he was on a, the Bronson. The last thing I saw was the Bronson Pinchot project on DIY. Um, and he does, uh, audiobook narration. That's a thing I didn't know.
1: It probably gives you a very regular paycheck.
0: I bet it does. It's something I've thought about doing as a side hustle.
1: I'm getting really good at reading the backs of books.
0: Right. So Who knows. But uh yeah. That was our Bronson Pincho deep dive. Uh anyhow, back to Thor Love and Thunder. I do think they've made a mistake, and I don't know for sure that it's a permanent mistake or if it's just something they haven't revealed in the trailer. Okay. Why are they not using the thong thunderstruck? But they could have got a band to parody it as Thunder Love or something.
1: But they already use that for Iron Man.
0: Which means they already have the licensing. That's true.
1: But then everyone would say, You already use that for Iron Man. That's Iron Man's theme song. He's the he's the the fun v, not the humdrum v.
0: it's true. I don't know. Interesting. So, with Love and Thunder, uh having read and did you read the Jason Aaron Thor run with Lady Thor?
1: Yes, I know why she becomes
0: Thor. Right. Right, right, right. So, coming out of coming out of Original Sin into that run, of thor with with her as thor um if you were going to be the person writing this movie what are some storylines that you would like to see portrayed in the movie
1: i mean i i hope they don't do i know it's a kind of a downer and it wouldn't really fit necessarily in the mood and tone they're trying to show in this movie But I hope they don't just throw away the whole cancer storyline because that made what she was doing mean something.
0: No lie. That was what I was going to say. Yay. (laughs) I hope they kill her. Like, I hope they get, like, they do that whole slow kind of cancer. The longer you do this, the worse it is kind of thing. So that when Thor picks the hammer back up and picks back up the mantle it means something for him but it also means something for her right Uh. yeah no I, I really I, I'd like to see the end of the original sin story portrayed in this
1: where he just like loses the
0: where he's like I can't lift the- this anymore right where Holy it's God. all Nick Fury's fault
1: I was going to say, we got to have Nick Fury back then.
0: I can get behind that. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Spoilers, if you've not read Original Sin, you probably should. It Uh, was fantastic.
1: Yeah. There are so many good storylines they can still tackle. I'm happy to see that they're going to do Secret Invasion, because that's kind of where... Captain Marvel
0: was headed. It's true. And I, I personally, you know, if Kevin Feige is out there listening to me or really anybody do more Jason Aaron, Yeah. don't just jump to Donnie Cates because you can, or don't just, you know, don't lean too heavy into, uh, 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 Nick Spencer, even though I'm fine with that too. like, Tell as many Jason Aaron stories as you can, because he, I, in my opinion, has the, sh- the strongest grasp on the cinematicness, yeah, of the Marvel Universe of any of their writing staff.
1: Well, if you 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 need to wait because if you lean too heavily into Nick Spencer, then you get to Secret Empire, which is an amazing storyline. But we need to get a we need to have another beat away from Hydra. Although they have already introduced Madam Hydra,
0: it's true. I thought I thought that coming out of Endgame, mm-hmm. that was directly where they were heading. But the advantage to Loki is that you could literally just shift timelines. And spend some time somewhere else for a while. Yeah. And that means they can they can go back and they can walk away from where Endgame ended, and start over essentially, and go spend some time somewhere else, and then head back there or not.
1: Well, the the trailer seems to indicate that there, that there isn't any like real danger or necessity and immediate necessity for heroes. If he's saying I'm taking time off, I'm not a superhero.
0: True. Now let me ask you this. When secret empire came out, it was kind of hot button.
1: So hot button.
0: Do you think it's still too hot button? Uh,
1: I, I don't think so because they took a little bit of the sizzle out of it. Because of what Steve does in Endgame when he leans and he says, "Hell, Hydra. So he's already set the stage for
0: doing that. Right. Right. Uh, I just... I remember when that happened and I tried really hard and I was relatively successful doing something good with it. Mm -hmm. But the flack I caught from other people in the industry for leaning into Secret Empire the way I did was souring like in a big way. Do you, it's why do you remember
1: I, that I led the way for asking oh yeah. for Marvel if we could actually change all of our logos?
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> no, logos. like <laughs> I was inspired by you, but then I had other people who what we did uh, around here was you never you know you go to the grocery store and they have the the Balloons for Children's Miracle Network or whatever taped up at the grocery store. We did that uh, with another store here in town where we were SHIELD and they were HYDRA. And people could donate a dollar and they could write their name on on this thing and we'd stick it on our wall. And all of the money went to the local children's hospital. Brilliant. And at the end of the thing, we wound up donating like $2,500 to the children's hospital. But the people in the industry, some big names who were, I can't believe you're leaning into this. I can't believe you're giving Marvel all of this free publicity. I can't believe you're doing this, that, or the other. Was part of the reason I never did anything like it after. Like, it was like, oh, got it.
1: Those people were just sour because they didn't think of it first.
0: You, you know, it's true. But like... <laughs> That was the first time I put on one of those groups. I can't believe how much this industry likes to eat. It's young. Mm -hmm. And there are still people who I don't talk to and won't talk to me because of it. But I think it's time to tell that story. I think where our society is right now, having a story where, hey, look, even though you think this is not a redeeming thing, this person has redeeming qualities. And actually, you might not know the whole story would be really smart. So.
1: I especially want them to tell the issue number two story. Yes. So badly. God, I
0: sold so many copies of issue number two.
1: It's like, if you, if anyone listening has never read Captain America number two from that run, which goes back and tells the Steve L. Rogers origin story for why he is the way he is, you will it's just, like, some of the best writing ever.
0: Mm-hmm. It absolutely is. So. All right. Thor, Love, and Thunder. Trailer is out. Um, I'd be interested to hear other people's mm-hmm. thoughts on it. Uh, okay. So, uh, new books this week.
1: I'm going to pull mine up because I left my list way over there somewhere.
0: Uh. Something I want to point out, uh, there are four Classics Illustrated supposedly being released this week. Wow. Don Quixote. Uh, Three famous mysteries, which those are always the best is when they tell three short stories. Um, So one is uh, Arthur Conan Doyle. One is Edgar Allan Poe. And uh, one is uh, Guy Du... I can never say his last name. Maupassant? Maupassant? That sounds right. Uh, so it's uh, The Sign of the Four, The Flayed Hand, and Murders in the Room Org. So uh, Sign of the Four is the Sherlock Holmes, Conan Doyle story, Maupassant's The Flayed Hand, and Poe's Murders in the Room Org. Uh, so I always like the ones where they tell three stories instead of just one, but also they have Arabian Nights, and a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court by uh Mark Twain
1: those have been like forever and ever since they started making those have been such a smart thing for them to do cause it's it's an easy way for young people to have access to like some of those books are really tough reads
0: oh okay. well Murder's in the Rue Morgue is not an easy read uh-uh. um I know because I have to for my other job, um, but yeah, no, it's it's not an easy read. Uh, I do. I will say this: one of my prized possessions in my collection, and I say that only because of what it is, and the fact that they'll never reprint it. Uh, it's a first printing of a classics illustrated that has never been reprinted. They've reprinted everything except for this one. And that's because when it came out, you could say the word that was on the cover, uh-uh. and very soon after, you couldn't say that word anymore. Yeah. Um. And, like, I don't know what I'll ever do with it, but it's here, and it's pretty cool to have, like, to be like, yeah, I got the one. But I never felt like I could sell it <laughs> Or yeah. display it. So, uh, let's see what else is out this week.
1: I'm excited because we get uh, the Captain America Zero.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Can we get Roman
1: Zola back.
0: Yeah. I uh, I tried to I tried to get you somebody from that book for your. Your show today, but I couldn't. I thought that uh, might have been a t- tough one. Well, I emailed Jackson Lansing and uh, he got back to me and just said he wasn't available.
1: Okay.
0: But close, like, I'll it take it. A
1: acknowledgement.
0: Right. Um, I'm going to, I have a bunch of trade paperbacks and hardcovers on my list this week. Okay. So I'm going to filter those out. We'll just
1: go. We'll go back and forth. You tell, do you say something you like? And then I'll, I'll do one of mine. Then How's that? Yep.
0: Uh, how about corollary number one from source point press?
1: Oh yeah. I do have to say one thing we went. So I'm with, uh, I'm direct with source point and with scout. And because of the paper nonsense, the bulk of the books that are coming from the publishers or for the printers sorry, are going straight to the, the big you know the big distributors mm-hmm. so those are actually going out but the stuff that's going back to the publishers for them to send direct is taken forever so everyone else is getting their books before me for the first time that i was so used to having mine first was so yeah
0: <laughs> i know that that's been a point of contention for some of them
1: yeah because red five is the same way red five still does not have their own 78 mile per hour right they don't have
0: What's next on your list?
1: Uh, Hulk number six, in which uh, you get a problem with the uh, starship Hulk uh, being taken over by something else. And that's a big old ship, so I don't know what they're going to do now.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm i digging the Hulk run uh-huh. right now. Um, For me, next is John Carter of Mars. Uh, it's a new look for John Carter. It's not so Warlord of mars Oh. And it's definitely not so Deja Thoris-y. Hmm. Um, it almost... The art that I've seen almost has more of a manga feel. Okay. Which I think will be a good way to get people introduced to that character.
1: Did you see that Anemia... God. They've been, she's been asked to do more writing? Uh,
0: I didn't see that, but also Nick's not an idiot.
1: <laughs> Nick's a smart man.
0: He knows where his bread is. Well, he might be... Nick's not an idiot. He knows where his bread is buttered. <laughs> yeah. I was and like, she I-.
1: writes really well. So it's right. like she's been proven. So,
0: right. I, I had to think for a second should I give Nick the rub or not? Like, should poke him hard. Well, that's what I'm saying. Okay. He is, but he knows where his bread is buttered when it comes to writers. That's why he has so many great ones on his staff. Uh-huh. But no, he's, 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 you know, he can see where the success is.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, my next one is the secret history of the war, war on weed, which is intriguing to me. I want to know mm-hmm. how detailed they're getting into it. Like I, I don't know how much of it is like this is like real life information, and then this is our like feelings about it, or if it's just like pure fantasy.
0: I just love the solicitation. Have you read it? Yes. Recently. Brian Posehn, Jerry Duggan, and Scott Koblish reform Voltron, metaphorically only, from their days on Deadpool, also not appearing, to tell the true story and lost chapter of our nation's sad, failed war on drugs. The year is 1985. The First Lady decides to crush Northern California cannabis farmers and deploys the biggest tool in the armed forces, Scotch McTiernan, collectible first of many hilarious appearances, If it weeds, we can kill it. Scotch puts his boots on the ground in Humboldt and does what he does best. But what happens when he gets high for the first time? This one shot has it all. Laughs, tears, heart action, plus an activity page. A portion of the proceeds from this comic will be donated to organizations uh, dedicated to helping the casualties of America's immoral drug war.
1: If there is not somebody out there that does not have a scratch and sniff for their store variant, then I don't know what's going on.
0: Oh, come on. That's genius. Um, I don't see a, any store variants. Um. To, uh listed here on my site, but I hope there is. Hibs, hibs, also, hibs. also, it comes out on 420. If somebody's not doing a promotion with Zigzag, you're wrong. That's right. Like 420 or with brownie, like you're not selling brownies with every purchase of this book.
1: You don't have the Girl Scouts coming and sitting out front and selling cookies.
0: Right. You have made a terrible, terrible mistake.
1: Of course, I'm going um, to stick this illegal so we it's different for us but come on portland
0: well and the fact that i don't know that anybody's doing anything with cheech and chong right like tommy chong does comic cons now like come on uh so there is a another uh it's tim fuller written uh from source point press uh sham comics uh With art by Bob Powell, Wayne Reed Doug Wiley, Jack Kirby and Jerry Gee or Jay Gee Rewritten by Tim Fuller Weird tales of magic and mayhem from the Past, present and future This is one of those things where the art has become public domain And they're Rewriting it and packaging it Uh, Brought to you by The fine folks at Antioxidal, The all natural breakfast Detergent, Dane Cook's used jokes and Mickey Mantle's old um, baseballs. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah.
1: All right. I don't know what's going to happen with this cover, but I just figure it's going to be iconic forever. The Star Trek Ferengi one shot that has Future is Female on the front cover.
0: Yeah. There's going to be a number of people who are going to hate that.
1: <laughs> don't hate um,
0: on us. We're pretty cool. But the R.I. is insane. Uh, like, I don't know who did that. Um, Alexandra Beguez, Uh is a really cool. Uh, the Retailer Incentive is really cool. Uh-huh. Um. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Armageddon game pregame number one. It's um, to a Tom Walt's story. Uh, the Turtles event of the year incoming. Catch up on all the essential backstory of this special issue for TMNT annuals 20 and 21. Um, the Rat King's diabolical plan and it's even more fiendish players are all assembled right here. Um, nice. So this is old content. But it's essential that you read it like this to understand what's coming in the uh, the Armageddon um, game.
1: Um, I'm confused because I thought we just got a new Buffy, the, but this one is a a new number one, the Vampire
0: Slayer. So you just got Buffy the Last Slayer. Yep. This is the new Slayer.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, Buffy the Last Slayer was a four-part miniseries. This, I believe, is the next chapter. That'll be good. Uh, Yeah, so uh, for me, um, there is uh, more Sandman trade paperbacks. Uh, And once again, I've ordered both covers. This is book two.
1: Yeah, I just had someone pick up one from last week and be like, really, there's a show coming. So it's doing its job on the front counter.
0: Right. Um, le- uh, I have a few more trades. We Only Kill Each Other uh, from Dark Horse Comics. This was one of those books that was published exclusively to Comixology. Mm-hmm. That's now coming to print. Uh imagine if the Capone gang um the N- Illinois Nazis from the Blues Brothers and the Irish mob all were in the same city trying to take the other two out. That's that book. Uh-huh. Uh it was wild and it was super fun. Uh a thing called Truth trade paperback. And the last thing on my list is uh, another Dark Horse book called The Crows. It's a hardcover. I know nothing about it, but the cover looks amazing. Uh, written by Anders Fager.
1: My Dark Horse list, I have the Collector Unit 731.
0: Yeah, I don't see that on mine. But... What's that about? I wonder.
1: So it says a man can go by many names. And when someone has been around as long as Michael, he can gain more than just a few aliases. Now he's Michael Smith. But back in the 1940s, he went by James. When the obituary for John, who Michael met during World War II, comes up in the paper, Michael finds himself reflecting on a lifetime he left behind and the horrors and experimentation he, John and others endured at the infamous Manchurian based Japanese facility known as, Unit seven
0: three one. So it's the Manchurian candidate. Mm-hmm. Also, if they don't do an homage where he's called Michael Scarn, yeah, <laughs> be angry.
1: That's hilarious.
0: Um. Yeah, so it's kind of a it's kind of a middling week for me uh, in terms of the amount of stuff. I don't have a huge pull list this week, which is nice because it means I can get caught up on other things. Uh like trades that I've not had on my pull list that I've wanted to pick up. And uh some back issues that I missed. So some
1: other fun stuff. This is a fabulous uh furry freak brothers, idiots abroad. Looks like a hardcover.
0: Yeah. That's one that I that's one of those books that's like it's not on my pull list, but I'm very interested in it. Uh Uh-oh. What happened?
1: Is a really cute entertainment earth, sparkly... Oh, no. So cute. Ohana
0: means rock and roll.
1: That is exactly it. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Honestly, it's kind of a, a lighter release week. And then the FOC was a little bit light in the FOC, but... And everyone was thinking that it was really like almost no books that Marvel was soliciting. But I believe that we had a really heavy order week recently from them. And I think that's probably just like books that we were pre-ordering early enough to make sure that we had enough of them. And that they're actually going to be equally releasing. We just didn't look at the, what the release date was for them. We just assume that the FOC date is the exact same for everything for every week.
0: Right. That was... That's always so confusing, though. Like, makes it tough. Mm-hmm. The FOC date not being correct, at least. So, All right. Well, uh, anything else for the good of the order on this very to the point and not at all talking about food um, episode oh, of Nerd News Now? I don't think I now? can
1: make it because I've got to see all these empty shelves behind me. i got to fill those now, so.
0: I would order a pizza if I were you.
1: Yeah, pizza close. So.
0: There are other pizza places.
1: I'm going to go home and eat cheese and crackers at midnight. That's what's going to happen.
0: I uh, I was lucky I had Jay running things tonight, so I was able to like go get dinner. Hey. Which was super weird because I'm like, I'm eating on a Monday. Something is wrong. Uh, so I got a cheeseburger from Applebee's.
1: Ooh, fancy. Do you have healthy French fries or unhealthy salad?
0: Uh, I had just the cheeseburger. Oh. Uh, because then I stopped at the ice cream store.
1: What kind? And, what kind? What kind?
0: Uh, cookie dough. Yummy. Yeah. I uh, I had a real good report at a doctor today, so I was treating myself.
1: I'm glad to hear that.
0: Yes. So, um, I will be not here next week, so hopefully Brainy is back so Miss Jen has someone to talk to and not just to herself, although I'm sure she could do it. i uh, said it before. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for watching Nerd News Now, part of the Kingdom of Geekdom on Woodlands Online, sponsored by the Adventure Begins Comics and Games and Space Cadets Collection Collection. Check out our other shows on Woodlands Online, like weekly Fallout Sports Talk. I'm excited to hear what they had to say about this weekend's USFL debut, uh, the Adventure Begins Show for Reels, The Best You, Between the Trees Business Talk, and much more. You can watch all of these on Woodlands Online and on our partner station, KVQT hd 21 over the air, if you're right geographically. doesn't come in where I live. But all of these shows and more are available on Roku right now. Just search and add Willen's online TV to your streaming lineup. Now you can listen to our podcast versions of these shows on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Amazon. For whatever reason, my jaw is tired now. Oh, no. That's a new development. For Miss Jen and Brainy, who's not here, and Justin in the background. And the millions of people watching at home, I've been Kyle, and this has been Nerd News Now.